Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Avik's ears perked up when his wife mentioned the warehouse she co-owned would be storing barrels and barrels of the highly prized liquid. Apparently, the managing organization was dealing with an unexpected and considerable surplus of one of Earth's natural and precious secretions, and they needed a place to store the extra 16,054-gallon barrels as a part of their strategic reserve. It wasn't hard for Avik to determine just how much the stockpile was worth, but even to tap into a fraction of the supply would yield a generous profit on the thriving black market, not to mention the bonus satisfaction of stealing from the government-sanctioned organization many in the producing industry still consider a cartel. The setup was perfect. His wife's warehouse lacked any modern security features. No cameras, no alarms, and a small number of guards. Inventory inspections were performed once a year, which meant Avic had roughly 12 months of uninterrupted time to purloin the valuable substance before there was even the chance of getting caught. The only issue was that his plan required more than one person. Avic saw the opportunity, but he needed someone with experience to concoct and execute the plan. He got in touch with a man named Richard, who had been working as a fence in the black market for over a decade. Avic pitched the idea to him, and the dollar signs cha-chinged in Richard's eyes. For someone who bought and sold directly from producers behind the tight-fisted syndicate's back, this was a mission he could not not accept. Richard brought in a few others to get the barrels rolling, including a truck driver named Jutras and a reseller named ATN, who operated outside of the organization's direct jurisdiction. They first rented out space in the facility to eliminate any level of suspicion over their comings and goings. The men would lift a couple of barrels at a time, loading them into a cargo truck and transporting them to an off-site location, where the contents were siphoned into other barrels. Those barrels were then delivered to ATN for selling and distributing across adjacent borders. And the original, now empty barrels? They were refilled with water and returned to the warehouse. The operation ran as smooth as the natural nectar they were stealing. As things progressed, the team brought in more hands to increase their productivity. They even began to siphon the barrels on location before transporting them to their super-secret facility. Barrel after barrel was sucked dry over the course of the year. By the time the inspector arrived to make sure everything was on the up-and-up, the band of thieves had walked away with a whopping 10,000 out of the 16,000 barrels worth of contraband. But as their first extra-long window of opportunity came to a close, they got sloppy. They stopped refilling the containers with water. In July of 2012, the inspector arrived at the warehouse and began to perform his checklist of duties. He toured the facility, circumnavigating the priceless inventory he was entrusted to verify was all present and accounted for. He even climbed the mountains of barrels to complete his tasks. One barrel nearly toppled out from under his feet. Catching himself, the inspector paused his survey to examine the contents of this barrel. His suspicion was immediately aroused 
since a full container weighs hundreds of pounds. This one should have been as solid and stable as a rock when he stepped on it. Unscrewing the cap, he alarmingly discovered that the interior completely lacked any of the prized liquid. He continued to investigate, realizing the magnitude of the theft. Roughly 12.5% of the overall reserve, 2,700 tons, 540,000 gallons, $13.4 million worth of maple syrup was stolen right under the nose of the Federation of Maple Syrup Producers in Quebec, Canada. The Maple Syrup Mafia, in collaboration with the Quebec Police, U.S. Customs, and the red-coated, horse-riding brother and sisterhood of Dudley Do-Right, the Royal Mounties, launched a full criminal investigation, sparing no expense to apprehend the conspiring Canucks. At the time, Quebec exported over 70% of the world's sweet and sticky brown gold, and the Federation wasn't going to let its cut of the profit easily run away. The trails led them into New Brunswick and Vermont, recovering only a fraction of the stolen goods. The band of thieves were ultimately caught too, but they will forever be remembered for pulling off the great Canadian maple syrup heist, the most valuable in the country's history. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.